Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. And today we are going over the episode Mean Isn't Your Color. Now, strap in for this one because this is the most notes I've written for an episode thus far. But I don't know how much it would actually go. I'm assuming actual length, but if I keep dilly-dallying like this, maybe not. So anyway, Mrs. Twombly walks into the pet shop with a bunch of doorknobs because she collects doorknobs, as you can see from the vases full of doorknobs and the wall of doorknobs in her office. So, uh, but not only did she pick up doorknobs, she shows Blythe and some of the pets an outfit that she's picked out for herself, which looks really bad. <laughs> To be perfectly honest, uh, it it's like pink with brown and green accents, and it just does not look great. And then there's also a orange hat, which the orange hat looks fine on its own, but like with the pink green brownness of the dress it doesn't uh look that great but uh she also shows Blythe and the pets tickets to a charity ball and she is inviting the pets and Blythe and Blythe says uh the pets will be excited about uh, the tickets to the ball and then Mrs. Twombly remarks that they'll be excited if you give them a ball which which is funny because it's true <laughs> so uh, so Mrs. Twombly asks Blythe to watch over the pet shop while she takes a power nap and she turns one of the doorknobs to just pull a bed from the wall and just goes to sleep on it or well, takes a nap. I'm I'm in psychology and we're learning about different forms of sleep and stuff. But that doesn't matter for this. What matters is that Mrs. Twombly has a freaking wall in her bed. Now, I'm no architect, but I don't think that's a stable design function. It might not be, but it's still weird nonetheless. So, uh, with Mrs. Tombly taking a power nap, Blythe tells the pets about the ball, but they already heard it, and they're doing a conga line about how, uh, they're going to the ball, and they just, it's, it's like they're going to the ball, yeah, we're going to the ball, like, you know, that whole thing, the, the conga, whatever, I, I just could not resist the beat. That that should be on that should be another thing on Tumblr's list of songs that white people get turnt to I think is the list. <laughs> Just the conga, because they can't they can't resist. I should know. I'm white. I'm especially white. <laughs> but speaking of songs, uh like this has happened like this happens for all of the episodes with the intro. 
but what is up with the audio mixing on the intro? It's so loud compared to everything else in the show and maybe on Netflix. I don't know. It's just loud for the theme song. Like, blaringly loud. I'm sure, like, everyone in my apartment woke up because of that. But, uh... It's just loud, and then it's just not loud anymore. It's regular thing, like volume. And I don't know why that happens. But back on task. Uh, Penny Ling is, like, expressing her desires for what, like, the charity ball will bring... As she dreams of elegance and desire. Um, Meanwhile, Blythe announces that she'll design new outfits for all of the pets. And uh, Penny Ling goes into a red carpet fantasy where everyone goes out onto the red carpet. And then Penny Ling is uh, the last to exit where she's acting coy saying... Where she's like, oh, you want to take pictures of me? And then everyone's cheering. And then she exits the limo. And everyone's cheering harder. And they're asking for Penny's autograph, which just consists of a paw print. Which, sure, I guess. I mean, I don't know how else you would do it. And also in the fantasy, there are gorilla guards for to keep everyone on the right side of the velvet rope which i don't know like uh, just uh, just saying the velvet rope just makes me think of that one that 70s show episode called the velvet rope where the janitor from scrubs was a bouncer at a nightclub but Okay, distractions aside, uh, so after the fantasy is over, uh, Blythe uses the Dumb Raider to ride up to her room, which, I don't know, I find shocking, because, like, I don't know, the Dumb Raider is how she got into this mess in the first place, and it is unstable, because she has fallen down it, and so have the pets. But I guess it's a method of transportation that they use now. Which, I mean, they use it in the intro, so I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. But it's still somewhat shocking, you know? Like, I don't know if I would do that, but whatever works. So, anyway... In the room, she begins designing her new outfits with young me in the room. Like, she's going through the process of creating styles and then jotting them down, seeing what sticks. And then Roger enters the room and then says, hey, to young me. And then young me says, hey, Mr. Baxter. But then Roger wants Young Me to just call him Roger. But then Young Me doesn't do that because it's not her style. 
So then Roger tries to reverse psychology on her by calling her Ms. Song. But Blythe says that reverse psychology doesn't work on her. Or really any form of psychology. Because young me's special. Those are her words, not mine. And you will see why in a later bit. But for now, Roger asks Blythe to fix up his old suit. Which, uh, when presented, the kid's note is an outdated mess from, like, the 70s, I think? 70s or 80s? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was outdated when he was wearing it, and he was just wearing it in the 90s. And just... I can believe Roger's that kind of guy who just goes to thrift stores and tries pulling off the styles of his dad because like you know he's he's just that kind of guy i don't know roger's fun <laughs> i like roger as we've already established uh so anyway uh roger says that uh he needs this suit to be fixed up because he's going to the ball and he has a date now this is where the fun begins in the episode <laughs> because immediately Blythe freaks out about this because she has like no idea who this mystery woman is and she's just not used to the idea of her dad dating uh, but young me being the friend she is she pulls out her phone and looks up something and finds the seven stages of dealing with your dad dating and um meanwhile while Blythe is like distracted with the news that Roger's dating someone uh she draws on Penny Ling's page where she was like she was beginning to design something for Penny Ling but then her dad came in, and then all of this happened, and then she forgot that it was the Penny Ling page, and so uh, designed the suit on the Penny Ling page. But anyway, um, uh, young me is trying to be supportive with this, and saying that the seven stages of dealing with your dad dating worked on, um, again, her words, on her cousin's mother's dog walker twice removed. I think that was it. I couldn't exactly tell what the second word was. I think it was mother's, but whatever. The important thing I wanted to note is that a dog walker can somehow be twice removed. But, um, so Young Me goes on to list the stages while Blythe performs many actions and all of them and then we get to stage one in Blythe's dealing with this distress and denial where Blythe goes on a rant about how she doesn't need to learn any of the stages because maybe she didn't hear her dad right but then young me says yeah no 
you're in distress and denial about all of this. And then uh, after they leave, we see the reveal of uh, Penny Lee wearing Roger's suit in the image. So, um, meanwhile, back at the pet shop, Penny Ling compares pinks to see which pink looks best on her by taking stuff around the pet shop and comparing them. And then she asks for advice. Minka says that the litter box's pink looks good on her, but Zoe says that there's something about the dog bed pink that calls to her, specifically the dog bed. And then Minka and Zoe get into a fight about which it is. But then Pepper interjects by saying, You do know you're what you're arguing about whether a panda would look better in a litter box or a dog bed. But, I don't know, they just go with it, kind of. And then uh, they want to check with Blith to see how everything was going. And so they decide to do that. So then it's the next day, and Blythe is aggressively combing her hair while FaceTiming with young me. And Blythe says that she could not sleep because she kept thinking about her dad's situation. And, like, it's just stressing her out a bit. And pulling out her hair with her comb. Which I don't think is healthy at all I mean both the stressing and the tearing your hair out with a comb but either way anyway um, so Blythe goes into a tangent about how she could have been there more for her dad and then asks the question of the episode would it have killed me to have watched Lawnmower Wars once in a while? Which Young Yi responds to with, It might have, but, but I would totally watch a movie called Lawnmower Wars. That sounds awesome. Uh, La- Lawnmower Wars, The Phantom Terrace, um, Lawnmower Wars, uh, Attack of the Crows? Lawnmower Wars. Uh, um, uh, th- this one's harder than I thought. Uh, oh my god, I can't... I, I really only came up with uh, the Phantom Terrace. But, but dang it, Lawnmower Wars should totally be a movie. So then uh, Blythe goes into... <laughs> I'm still thinking about Lawnmower Wars. Okay, uh, so Blythe uh, goes into detail about all the things she didn't mean to do, which brings us to stage two. I didn't mean to. And uh, Blythe's like, but I really didn't mean to. And then Young Me's just like, whatever, you know, it's part of the thing. And then they hang up as the pets uh, come up to see the designs. And Blythe says they've only got a few minutes because she has to rush to school. Because she's running late because she's stressing out. And then uh, they look through. Zoe says she likes hers. 
Minka says she likes her. Minka says she likes. Her. I thought I got over this last time with explaining what a shtick is, but no. Minka likes hers so much that she wants to eat it because it's full of fruit. Why is this a hard thing to say? Just say it. <clears throat> But then Pennyling sees her page, which is covered in Roger's suit, and doesn't like it, causing a misunderstanding between Pennyling and Blythe. Uh, and Pennyling is mad while everyone, while Zoe and Minka are like, "Oh yeah, our outfits are great." And then Pennyling's like, "Hmm." So at school, uh. Blythe is complaining at lunch about her dad dating when then Jasper, Sue, and young me are like this is a totally normal thing that happens with available men and then Blythe is just still freaking out more and like is just getting really angry and then Promises to be a better daughter, which brings us to stage three, Fury and Promises. And then Blythe gets so mad at young me texting that at her that, like, everyone else can see the rage boiling inside of her. And they leave, but not before young me says that She's now on stage four, so lonely I could cry. Which, when she realizes she's alone in the lunchroom, she just starts crying. Which, I don't know, seems like kind of a, kind of a bad move on your part, young me. I don't know, does she want to be alone? Does she need to be alone to cry? I don't know. This is just so I wouldn't I wouldn't leave her alone, especially like this. But I don't know. I guess it's healthy in this whole thing. But I don't know. Uh, back at the pet shop, uh, everyone else is ecstatic over the designs, while Pennyling is sulking uh, over against the wall. And then when Sunil is like, oh, do you think someone can look too good to Penny Ling? Penny Ling just snaps and then just goes on a rampage and then hides in a corner. Uh, Pepper says she'll check it out. But when she does, Pepper runs away because uh, Penny Ling is still in rampage mode. So upstairs, uh, Roger approaches Blythe with a milk and cookie because Roger says that he heard that you shouldn't approach a working daughter without a snack. So, uh, Roger's just, Roger's just the sweetest. He's just the sweetest guy. I just, I just want to give him a hug. (laughs) Blythe asks about the date Roger has and then Roger's like 
Oh yeah, I can't wait to spend the evening with my favorite girl. And then Blythe is like, oh, she's your favorite girl? And Rogers is like, yeah. And then she's and then he's like, toodles. And then Blythe has a mini freak out about how her dad says toodles. And uh, so then after all of that, Youngmi Skypes, because Discord wasn't a thing back then, Blythe, and uh, Blythe asks Youngmi what's missing from his her dad's suit, and then Youngmi answers with, um, your dad? But then Blythe proposes a, like, Wiley Coyote or Tom and Jerry type scenario where she sticks a water boot near in her dad's suit so that her date can get squirted with water from it. But then Blythe just sprays herself. And then Young Me laughs about the situation. And then so does Blythe. And then Blythe realizes, uh, what is she doing? She's just taking this way too hard. And then Young Me says it's time for stage five, adjusting to the situation, which she is. So downstairs at the pet shop in Penny Ling's corner, Penny Ling is looking into a mirror, talking to herself to psych herself up to tell Blythe that she doesn't like the design that she saw. And she's like, I know I haven't done this before, but I can do it now. And then it flashes back to three examples where she hasn't done it. Where uh, Pepper tells a joke and she fakes a laugh. Vinny dances in... Okay, according to, like, Speech Correct, it's Lederhosen. But I've always heard it as Lanerhosen. And Penny Ling pretends to be impressed by the letter hosen. Still weird to know. But whatever. And then Zoe's singing intimidates Penny, but she pretends to enjoy that. Uh, Penny just wants to say what she's thinking to, and not be afraid of the consequences. And so she practices by saying, Blythe, I don't like the outfit you made me to herself. And then she looks out and sees the world is still there, which is really relatable for like people who have this kind of anxiety or any kind of anxiety that I would know because I have OCD and I have to load the dishwasher a certain way. Otherwise, the world just stops making sense. So, yeah, it's a completely relatable feeling. Uh, Blythe is now working on the suit, and she's less stressed. And then Young Me makes a call, and they talk about it. And uh, Young Me says that Blythe is at stage six, coming to grips. So uh, Blythe asks if you want to celebrate with something and then Youngmi says that she wants ice cream and that she's at the front door in which Blythe goes to get 
the door while Penny Ling sneaks in to tell Blythe about how she feels, but sees that Blythe isn't there. And then she sees Roger's suit, which she thinks is for her, which she knows is weird because, like, it's, like, 20 times her size. And then Penny Ling's just like, eh, measure twice, caught once. So, uh, but then Penny Ling decides to try it on because maybe it'll fit better on. But then when she goes to do it, she notes that it'll fit better on a grizzly bear, which I want to bring up. Okay, I know grizzly bears are big, but pandas should also be big. And I'm fine with little pandas. But I don't know why there can't be little grizzly bears. I mean, that's like a lot of what Build-A-Bear Workshop is. But like that in real life? I mean, okay, I guess having a small grizzly bear of some kind wearing different outfits might infringe on Build-A-Bear and its trademark. But I don't see why else a grizzly bear can't be, you know, like as small as Penny Ling. And also, I do want to note that while grizzlies can be big, I've never heard of a giant grizzly bear. I've heard of a giant panda. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Penny Ling looks at herself in the mirror and notes that uh, she doesn't look good. So she tries to get out of the suit and accidentally rips the sleeve on it. Uh... And she is concerned that the others will think she did that on purpose. But then uh, Blythe and Young Me enter the room with ice cream and see the rip. And Young Me thinks it was Blythe, but Blythe's like, no, I didn't do this. And then Young Me's like, I think we're reverting back to stage three. But Blythe didn't do that. So when Penny Ling gets down from the dumbwaiter... The rest of the pets are there to hold an intervention about uh, Penny Ling's mood. And uh, Russell has a list of uh, things that could be making her angry. Uh, Russell asks if she has fleas, which Minka goes to check and then presumably eat if she finds them. But she doesn't find them. And then Russell asks if it's on fluffy pillows. And that it could be discomfort. But it's not that either. And then Russell asks if it's about what others have said to Penny Ling. Pointing at Zoe. And then Zoe's like, at Russell. And then Russell's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 
And then, uh, Penny Ling, angry at this rigmarole, shouts, Leave me alone, bearing her claws, but then just starts sitting down and crying. And then Vinny says that while he might not be really smart, he figures that she actually doesn't want to be left alone, which Penny Ling says she doesn't. And that she wants help uh, saying that she doesn't like the suit that uh, Blythe made her. But then Zoe's like, oh, if that, that's your problem? That's not, that's not a problem, really. I do it all the time. And then Penny Ling comes out with, but I'm not you. I can't say things that aren't nice. Which... Which I feel should have been followed up with that gif of like the the like gang reacting with like the go ah oh, ah oh, and the guy like coming in front of the camera and just holding his face like ah. Oh. Uh, but instead, it was followed up with Penny realizing that she just did that. And then Zoe's, like, shocked, and then she feels bad about it. Uh, but then Russell says that he'll lend a hand and tell Blythe uh, what uh, she thinks for her. And then Penny Ling gives Russell a hug and then feels a spine from the thing. So, uh, in Blythe's room... Uh, Roger checks in on Blythe, and then, uh, after their brief conversation, uh, Blythe says toodles, which shows how far she's come in all of this. And, uh, Blythe fantasizes about the woman Roger's dating, about how, like, how, like, she hopes she's nice, uh, she hopes she's, uh, like, go with kids, has a good fashion style, and says things like toodles, which which really is the woman that Roger would be interested in dating. Uh, but then uh, after that, Bl uh, Young Me sends Blythe a Skype message saying that she's on stage 7, totally okay with it. And Blythe feels like she is. And then feels weirded out by young me knowing that without her presence in the room or her talking about it. And Blaze says that young me gives me the willies sometime. But then young me sends another Skype message saying, I do not give you the willies. Which gives her the willies even more. And she uh, closes her computer. So then uh, the pets come out to see their outfits. And then the pets change? I don't want to say change because I, I just realized how weird that is. Changing would mean like, like taking off and putting on clothes. They're just putting on clothes. Yeah, this is so weird to <laughs> just suddenly say out loud so the pets put on their clothes and model their clothes and uh, 
After all the modeling is done, Blythe realizes that Penny Ling isn't there, and uh, Russell starts to say, well, um, Penny Ling just, and then Zoe interrupts and says that Penny Ling hates the outfit, and, uh, like, just goes on saying, like, someone had to say it, and I did. But then uh, Blythe pulls out uh, Penny Ling's outfit, and it's just, like, a stylish pink dress, and the pets uh, like it, and say that Penny Ling would like it, and then Vinny says that he would totally wear it. Which, good for you, Vinny. It looks good. Mm, it might need to be a few sizes shorter to fit you, because, you know, Piling's big, but she looks good for a panda, because she's a panda and you're a lizard. But whatever. You might be able to pull it off. Oh god, I just realized. He, he is going to. I forgot. Okay. No, that episode comes later. Like, this... A little bit later. I think it's in this season, but whatever. Let's, let's not really know. So, um... Blythe realizes the problem when she sees, like, Penny Ling drawn with Roger's suit on it. And then she goes up to the roof to find Penny Ling... I don't know how Penny Ling got to the roof. I can kind of see a way for Blythe to get to the roof. I'm just not sure how Penny Ling could. But that's the least of our worries at this point. So uh, Blythe begins to apologize. But then uh, Penny Ling interrupts saying that she needs to get something off her chest. And then she admits to not liking the design of the outfit Blythe made for her. But then Blythe reveals that uh, she had a different design for Penny Ling's dress and shows it to Penny Ling and apologizes for the mixed up. And she talks about how she was so focused on her anxiety that she didn't know Penny Ling's anxiety. And... It was just rough on both of them. And Blythe says that Penny Ling should have just said something because it would have uh, made everything more clear about everything. And then Roger comes up to the roof and thanks Blythe for uh, patching up his suit and fixing it in a big exaggerated way. And then he pulls out a rose and and Roger reveals that uh, the date that he was going on was actually just a father-daughter date with Blythe. And then Blythe realizes that uh, she should have said how she was feeling as well, like how Penny Ling should have just said something. And... Uh, Roger's like, I just, I just assume you would know that you were my date. But then Blythe is like, you should never make assumptions. But then they hug it out. Uh, Roger's just the sweetest dad. I just, mmm, mmm. 
If I ever pick up Dream Daddy, I am naming my character Roger. Hashtag Roger for Dream Daddy 2. I'm starting that. Hashtag Roger for Dream Daddy 2. Uh, but anyway, uh, so at the end, Roger says that he realized that Blythe would be so busy focusing on the outfits for everyone else that she wouldn't get one for herself. So he asked Mrs. Twombly to pick out an outfit for Blythe. And Blythe realizes what that means because in the first scene we see Mrs. Twombly does not have the best style. So, uh, yeah, this is a pretty long episode. I'm glad I asked you to strap in. Uh, so, final thoughts. Uh, I actually really like this episode because it, like, goes over different anxieties and how different people deal with them. And that's, uh, that's something that more kids shows should be doing. And I just love it for that. Because, like, kids, like, they should learn the difference between right and wrong and how to, you know, clean up a mess or whatever kids shows teach. But they should also be learning, like, more difficult stuff. Like, this is a good example of that and really like that. It It explains it in a way that's simple and easy to understand even with some kind of tropiness in the mix. But all in all, it's a really sweet episode, and I I just love it for that. Uh, so that is it for this episode of The Littlest Pet Cast. Tune in next time for the next episode, Rustle Up Some Fun. And I'm going to start saying this, I'm going to say this now. I might not say it next episode. But uh, please remember to uh, leave a comment on the Shout Engine page or leave a review on iTunes. Because uh, I just, I just want to hear your feedback. Because um, <coughs> I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Thanks for listening.